And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bear Down Sports Association podcast, episode 96 today. Your host, TJ Savaro, joined alongside me, Commissioner Brandon Kurtzman, my father, Tommy Savaro. Kurtzman, how are we doing today, brother? Great. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, man. Dad, how are you doing tonight? Tired. That's your, that's your response, I think, four podcasts in a row. Yeah. We also have uh, Augie, Coach Commissioner Augie Garvalado. Yes, uh, joining us fresh off of a Donovan trip. So Augie's, Augie said he feels like talking on the podcast tonight. A lot of people don't know that Augie's almost at all of the rec- podcast recordings just decides he likes to sit in the back and just chill and listen to the podcast. All right. Um, we have basically the first round of the matchups now, first round of the playoff matchups now that the play-in tournament is completed. Uh, Kurtzman, do you have anything you want to say here before we uh, we get into the games? Um. No, I'm excited for these games. Uh, sign up for the Summer League and yeah. be ready to play because it's coming up quick. Uh, draft's going to be in a couple weeks max. So um, registration's going to close quicker than you want it to close because we got to get the season going. So uh, sign up. Don't wait. You see, it, you see it on Instagram or Twitter. Do it real fast. Takes two seconds. And uh, you, don't have to pay, you don't have to pay anything up front. So just make sure you have the money to buy the first game of the season which will be June 20th. And, uh, yeah, let's get ready for these playoff games. Go sign up for the Summer League. I cannot stress it enough. We're going to have a 1,000 people DM us, say, yo, I didn't see anything. Why couldn't I get in the league? We're going to say it again and again and again. Go sign up for the Summer League before registration closes because we had a lot of sign-ups in the first day. It, Like Kurtzman says, it's going to close way sooner than you think. I'm making a comeback. I'm signing up. You're playing? Sure. Are you being an owner of a team and drafting or no? No, quarterback. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right let's go uh let's jump into the basically the first round of the playoffs here nine o'clock slate seven seed michigan state against two seed wyoming kurtzman we'll start with you as this is your game here your first playoff game of the season excited uh did a lot of game planning tonight um got off work early so i had a little extra time to watch some film sent the team a bunch of stuff we talked a little bit everyone kind of gets the idea of what we're trying to do and uh I think as long as everyone just plays their role and makes the plays that they have to make, I think we'll be fine. We beat them by two scores last time we played, and I'm expecting an outcome similar to that. Dad. Christmas says, know your role. Love it. What? I said, Christmas says, know your role. Okay. So what? What's your, what? how do you feel about this game? Which game are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Wyoming versus Michigan State, dude. Oh, it's going to be a tough game. Trevor Garland's quarterback. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I don't know the the, the mystery between uh, behind who's going to quarterback that game because it definitely changes the dynamic of the team. And then you got uh, questionable players on Kurtzman's side. You got some uh, good players, but rookie players are the first uh, first time on uh, Kurtzman's side. It's gonna be an interesting game. Augie, um, Kurtzman is gonna choke. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> choke the last two years. He's got a lot of pressure on him. He's going to choke. Chris, how do you feel about hearing Augie say that about you? He, he always doubts me, but if he takes care of business and I take care of business, we'll see him in the next round, then we'll see what's good then. All right, my opinion on this one. Um, this is obviously a huge game. Um, I think this is – if Wyoming wins this game, you guys could have the confidence to take it all the way, but this this might be your toughest playoff game. Not saying in terms of your potential opponents. I'm saying just getting over the hump, coming out to a hot start. Like, you guys need to have the energy. You need to be ready to go. 
and you need to be ready for really anything because like, like obviously the big question in this game is who's going to play quarterback for um, Michigan state. And even if it is half a Sam or half a Trevor or some sort of split, um, I think you guys have to be ready for, for really anything. And I, Obviously, you know, you like you said, you did a lot of game planning. I'm assuming you are ready for anything. But, um, you know, defensively, last time you guys played this team, uh, Pat had two pick, six, pick sixes. That was a really big part of the game. I think you're going to need something like that. And um, for you, you guys have to execute in the red zone. Like, it comes down to, I think, how many how many touchdowns have has Mike Dino scored since he's returned? He's got 11 in five games, so five in the last three. Okay. If by some chance um, Danino doesn't come to the game, uh, you guys are going to have to really adjust and really have to uh, lock in the red zone and make sure you're, you're, you're scoring on all of your opportunities. As for the, the, the key for uh, Michigan State to win this game, uh, I think, what, the only time we talked about it, Kurtzman, when you sent your season stats over the other day to me, uh, you had, what, five interceptions all season? Yeah. After leading the league the previous season? Basically. They have to turn you over in this game. That's their path to victory. I think I said that in the first game too. Turn you over, play really solid football, convert, and stop you guys in the red zone, and obviously grab flags. Like there, it's playoffs. Can't have any bullshit where guys are just running free. Can't give up free points. Um, with that being said, I guess we could start our picks here. I'm going to take Wyoming in this game. I think you guys are primed for a deep playoff run, and I think you're going to get the job done in this one, regardless of who plays quarterback on the other side, Kurtzman. Yeah, I'm taking myself. We're going to get it done. <laughs> that. Well, history hasn't been on Kreisman's side, but it's not because of his lack of uh, playing well. He plays well in all these playoffs game, playoff games. Last year, his team kind of let him down. His best plays and not showing up to the game really cost him. But uh, uh, I like I like the defense. I, I like guys like Matt Hughes will not let you down in a game like this. Uh, I, I like I like Wyoming in this game, regardless of who's quarterbacking. Uh, Augie, you're gonna you're gonna officially take Kurtzman, or are you gonna take Sam? I'm gonna stick with history. I'm gonna stick with uh, Kurtzman getting bounced in the first round. <laughs> that's that's what history says that Kurtzman getting bounced. All right, um, all of us were on Wyoming except for Augie. He's going to take uh, Trevor Mr. Garland. He's going to share on Kurtzman. <laughs> <laughs> Nick King's about to go off. Happy birthday, Nick King! Happy birthday, Nick King! Shout out to Nick King. We're re- recording this on his birthday. Happy birthday to Nick King. All right, let's go to the 10 o'clock game. Blue Mountain State. <laughs> why are you cracking up? Because Augie's retarded. <laughs> let's go. Uh, Blue Mountain State versus Florida State. Kurtzman, I'll let you have your chance to shit on Augie here if you like. I'm not going to shit on Augie. I'm not, I don't I don't cap on this podcast. I speak facts. Okay. Um, no, I think there's also a really good matchup the last time these two teams played. Um, the game came down to the final play. Um and it was a drop touchdown where their Blue Mountain State could have had a chance to win on, on a conversion to win the game, but uh, it was dropped and Florida State picked up the big win early in the season. But ever since then, Blue Mountain State had a little downward spiral after the beginning week one win, and then they won four straight. They are trending upward. I um, think they have their guys there this week. They should be fully loaded, ready to go. Um, this is a motivated bunch. They're a six seed that I don't think anyone wants to see. Florida State, very scrappy team. Augie makes plays everywhere. Rob Aconte been a huge part for this team this year. Uh, we all know what Justin does on the field. I think if Blue Mountain State has an actual plan to try to slow down Justin, then Augie will have to find other guys like Rob L, like Joe Ivanak, like uh, Matt Ivino. But um, I think it's going to be a really good game. Dad. Uh 
Blue Mountain State is getting hot at the right time. Vin getting hot at the right time is, makes a very dangerous team. Uh, I think you got to, you know, shut down. Uh, is it Bryce that plays on the team? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, he doesn't seem too concerned. I think, I think he's electric with the ball in his hands in open field. Um, but I am not going to go against Augie, and I'm not going to pick against the league's best player in Justin. Uh, big players play big and big games, and this is the time to shine. I'm going to go with uh, Augie this week. Oh, how you feeling? You you were talking your shit. You wanted to come on the podcast to talk your shit, Gad. I think um, Florida State has the MVP, offense player of the year, and the, the defense player of the year. Justin wins just, all three awards. Justin wins all three awards. Exactly. Um, yeah, BMS is done, dude. They're not. <laughs> last time we played them, we were on our second game of a doubleheader. I think this week, it's uh, it's gonna be a blowout. Augie's predicting blowout. He was talking blowout since the moment he got here. I I think this is going to be a really good game. You guys both said uh, Blue Mass State's been trending up. Um, you know, Justin obviously has a, a case for all three awards, MVP, Defense Player of the Year, and Offensive Player of the Year. I don't know if he gets all three, but he definitely has a case for all three. Um, Kurtzman, I'm interested to see where you're going with this game. Um, I think that the offensive line of Florida State – is going to be able to give them some time. Vingrano has been really electric on the D-line uh, since he's made his switch there. I expect him to be there. I think him versus Lebo, him versus Marola, both very good matchups in the trenches. And like we always say in this podcast, you win these games in the trenches. So I really do think whichever team is able to disrupt the other team's quarterback more and force force passes to be thrown that they don't necessarily want to throw, make them make decisions or be indecisive. I think that's how the game's going to go. Um I'm going to pick Florida State, but I do think that BMS can win this game. I'm also taking Florida State. I think for a good part of the season, they could have been argued as the best team in the league. Um, you could still make the argument that they are the best team in the league. Uh, I just think, you know, Justin's going to really shine this one. Augie's going to play really well. I think it's going to be a really good game. I'll take uh, Florida State by one score in this one. So all of us are on Florida State right now. Yeah, no, I think, listen, I think we're going to see a replica of the first game. I think both teams are going to be um, able to move the ball on offense, but defense in the red zone is going to kick up and make, and people are going to make plays. That's kind of how the last game went too. Um, I, it's really interesting coming out of like most games. There's, I was talking the live last time, like there's just a few plays in all of these games that really decide how they go. And like, it's the, the missed fourth down and ones, the uh, incompletes that could be catches or interceptions. Like it's going to be not who makes more plays. And I do think that they have the best player in the league um, making plays for them on both sides of the ball. So I'd probably roll with him. All right. We're all on uh, Florida state here. Let's move on to the 11 o'clock game. I like, you know, the one, the one game in the hour slate. Um, let's go Georgia against Ole Miss. Uh, big news. Nick Sedano possibly returning this week. Kurtzman, how do you feel about that? Listen, I think if he comes and actually is back playing the way we've seen Sedano play in this league before, he's a weapon offensively and defensively. D-line, he's capable of having uh, three-sack, four-sack games and big games like this. Um, offensively, he plays line. He wants to He wants to get in the trenches and rough it up. Um, also electric with the ball in his hands and gives Ivy like a little safety outlet to throw to. Brings a different dynamic to the team. Definitely changes their outlook. Um, as for Ole Miss, can Tommy get over the hump? 
Yeah, they, they, good they got a good team. They have a good team. Like I like their team. I think they got. I think they they're gonna have. I think um, George is gonna have a difficult time guarding Pauly. Tommy's gonna give him opportunities to go make plays for him. I think Giuseppe has to have a big game uh, in this one. I think that the defense for Ole Miss is gonna be the key in this one because last time these teams met in the playoffs, I know different groups but same cores or majority of the same cores, Georgia ran off on them two straight, uh, like IB's teams ran off on Tommy's team back-to-back weeks last season. So um, they didn't play in the regular season this time. So it's going to be the first time they've seen each other since then. And I do think Tommy, they're going to be ready for it. I think they're going to have an idea of where they can beat them. So um, I think it's going to be a chess match. Dad. It's a puzzling game for me. Uh, I look at Georgia. There's nothing about them that I like this year. <laughs> Other the fact that Nib is a great quarterback, I didn't like. Uh, look like the chemistry was way off. Looked like they didn't give a shit at times. Um, you know, I, I look at the other team, Ole Miss. I, I, I love the way Tommy plays. I love Giuseppe. Paulie's great. Austin's great. And and having said all this, you have to beat Ib in the playoffs. Yeah, and that's you know, history for them is not well with this team. So if one team's going to step up, uh, I'm going to have to go with Georgia on this one, just for solely for I, the purpose of IB performs when it counts. Yeah, it's a revenge game for Tommy last year. Obviously, the last two weeks of the season got blown out by IB. Now he has a chance to redeem himself in the playoffs right here in this first-round matchup. Georgia's trending just super down. Ole Miss playing good in the last week of the se- uh, regular season before they had their bye week. Uh, it's a tough pick, though. How do you pick against IB in the first round of the playoffs? It's tough to do. How do you do it? It's like, it's so hard. But at the same time, I just think that I think Tommy has a better team this year than he did last year. I think IB has a worse team than this year than he did last year. Um, I'm looking for like that. I'm looking for Ole Miss to come with a little bit different defense, try to match the athleticism of IB in the backfield. Um, I think John Guzman could play a big factor in this game. He could be big an X factor, I guess I'd call it. Okay. If he plays well, I think that George uh, Ole Miss definitely has a really good chance of winning. But Tommy just needs to use his legs, be effective, and I know he's going to have a game plan. So I, I'm really going to pick against IB. Like, You're taking Ole Miss. I, I just don't – I don't see – like what Georgia does great. Like, I mean, they listen, they played with Florida state and they almost won that game, gave up a late touchdown. Um, but I don't know. I just, I don't see it. I just don't see it. So I'm going to roll. I'm going to take Ole Miss. Uh, you know what? I, I forgot to mention, I think the return of Sedano gives them the RPO, you know, that made that offense work last year. I can see it happening again. I think Jackson have a big game on both sides of the ball. So you're taking Georgia. Yeah. I'm also taking Georgia, and I agree with Jack having a big game. Augie, who do you like in this one? I got <laughs> I got Georgia. All right. Augie's a lot of color from my Yeah. Augie <laughs> in a bottle is the greatest fucking uh, uh, color man in the business. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. I've never heard him talk so much on a podcast. <laughs> Keep drinking, my boy. <laughs> Kurtzman, you have anything else on this one? Um. No, but I know IB's going to crucify me as soon as he hears that. I changed my pick. I got Ole Miss. <laughs> nah, I just think that – listen, I think that Always go there, to there, are hole, there are holes in the Georgia, in the Georgia secondary and, and in the – they got they got holes in the defense that I think that Tommy's going to be able to exploit. 
is there a possi- possibility that maybe Tyson plays this week? No, I, no. I can't imagine. I just can't imagine. But if he wanted to, he still could play, right? Yeah, of course. But I just uh, okay. and then Johnson Marco went to play. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's move on to the last game of the day: the eight versus one seed matchup, Oregon versus Dartmouth. Kurtzman, I'll start with you. How are you feeling about it? Um, this game is definitely going to be one of the trenches. The ability for Dartmouth to get pressure on the quarterback, rushing just two and dropping five into coverage, is definitely something that makes offense hard. Um, we did it last year with the Lions with Truman Jarwar. They're doing it with Tompkins and Musi, and it's not always just getting sacks, but it's just causing a lot of havoc and making the quarterback have to think and move around a lot. Um, Dartmouth plays great defense. They have a lot of great athletes in the secondary. You know they're going to be prepared and ready to go. Um, as for Oregon, we just saw their biggest offensive explosion of the year came against the Florida team that kind of allows everyone to score a lot of points. No offense to Florida, but everyone kind of scored a lot of points on Florida when they played them. So um, it, it's it, listen, it's good that they were creative on offense and that Surov mixed it up well and got everyone really involved. Um, but it's not going to come easy this week. And if that offensive line doesn't step up and contain Musi and Tompkins, then it, life's going to be hard for Surov in this one. So you got to call out the offensive line of Amir, um, Santiago, and I guess Romano. Dad, this is a tough one. I mean, um, Dolphins has, hasn't lost since the first game of the season. Correct. And they're on a roll. They're the number one seed. Joe's playing well. The whole team's playing well. And then you have on the other side, you got Oregon, who, you know, like they did last year, you get hot at the right time and, it, and everything works. I'm watching them play last week, uh, you got Serhoff, you know, throwing the ball over the field of Pip. You got uh, the mouth of Saywood South, uh, Zach. <laughs> That's a good name. He, he's, he, Pause. Is, he is back. He was in <laughs> prime form last week. Two touchdowns and the mouth kept going. He gets inside your head. He can, he can, he can do it. He can do it to Dartmouth. I, it wouldn't surprise me at all. If, uh, if if Oregon takes this game, I don't know if Zach's gonna like that nickname. What the mouth is here South. <laughs> sounds like sounds like your local horror. <laughs> <laughs> um, in all seriousness, though, um, in all seriousness, though, um, I do like Dartmouth in this game. Um, this Oregon team, they do match up well against them, and like you said, the trash talk could definitely be an X factor. But Joe Piscopo, as far as I'm concerned, MVP of the league. Um, they haven't lost since the first week of the season. I think they're getting the job done. Uh, they played, listen, they played in a really high leverage game last, or excuse me, the last time they played was in a ex- super high leverage game against Wyoming for that one seed, and they executed perfectly on defense. I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna be really locked in. Are you gonna go with, Chris? Would you call uh, Oregon's offensive performance last week an outlier for them? I mean, if you look at the rest of the season, hundred percent. Okay, so with that being said. With that that being an outlier, I'm going to say Dartmouth's defense brings them back down to earth, and they have a really good game. They do just enough offensively to get a win in this one. Yeah, Oregon. Listen, Oregon all year has played these um, close defensive battles where their defense is very good. They got a lot of athletes out there, and they're able to make plays. Um, but the offense, I always just expected to be better than it has been this year. Um, I agree with you that normally in the playoffs outliers don't continue to prevail um these teams played to like an 18 15 first game a couple weeks back it was the first game of the day for oregon sure they lost that first game 18 15 to dartmouth 
Um, it, it, Oregon could win this game. It's going to probably come down to one score. Piscopo plays a lot of close games as it is. I'm going to roll with Dartmouth, the defense of rushing to and being able to drop five in the coverage. It's just difficult to handle. You got to be precise with your throws. And not that Surf can't be, but I'm going to roll with what's worked all year. Dad. This is really tough. You know, uh, I really like Oregon a lot. I think they can repeat what they did in the playoffs last year. But uh, I got to give I got to give respect to Joe and what he's done this year, what that team has done. Uh, you got a lot of great players on that team. Uh, a real close game, I think, can go either way, but I'll, I'll, I'll give the edge to the, the one seed here. Augie. I got Joe. I got Dartmouth. Um, we're hoping I play them in the championship. Okay. So you think that? All right. That's the team. All right. So we're all on Dartmouth. Kurtzman, I thought you were going to take Oregon. I did say that before the podcast, but I don't know, man. I just know that when we were, when the Lions played last year on my team and we started at 6 and 0 or whatever it was. Um, we played two rushers, drop five, and teams weren't able to really move the ball on us because it's the same equivalent as in the NFL of rushing four and dropping seven in the coverage. Mm. There's a lot of bodies in the secondary, and you got to be precise for your throws, and the throws have to be on time. And if your defensive line is getting pressure, it makes it hard for a quarterback, and I just know how it can be. So I faced it last weekend. I can tell you we only scored 13 points. So Mm. there were some mental errors in there, but you got to be sharp to beat this team. And I'm going to roll with their defense. They got some good athletes back there. Santuccio, Rich Ritter, Piscopo. Um, DeMeo does a good job in the middle. Leota does a good job pulling flags. So they got a well-rounded squad. Liam Knowles. I think that's it for the pod. Unless we have anything else. Do you have any other, anything else you want to talk about, Kurtzman? Um, no, I really, I really don't. Um, I'm excited for the games. I'm excited to get out there early in the morning, get my game, get my win over with, and then watch the rest of the games. And then, you know, just have a good day there. It's going to be great weather. It's supposed to be, pretty sure it's supposed to be in the 90s in the morning. What's up? What's your bold prediction of the week? Bold prediction of the week? Um, someone other than Pauly drops two or three touchdowns on Georgia. <laughs> that was your bold prediction of the week. If it can't happen, Oregon upsets uh, Dartmouth. Okay. Okay. I don't have a bold prediction of the week. Yeah, the pick. No, make one. What are you saying? I just made my. I made I my have, I spot. A, a bold. All right, bold prediction. I, I never. I had never thought that thought that I just said. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Bold prediction of the week. Matt Hughes leads the league in touchdowns for the week. Wow, that'd be interesting. Three touchdowns out here. That's 40,000. Plus a billion. Cash that ticket in. My bold prediction is uh, FSU scores 60 points. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) One more thing. One more thing. I got one more. I got one more thing that I wanted to say. If you have any little brothers or know any little cousins, you have little cousins, you know, your next door neighbor, you see him out there shooting in the driveway. He's nice. Send them my way. Send them my way. I got spots for the summer. I got spots on some of my youth basketball teams for the summer. So anyone you guys know, send them over to Coach Teach for real. Shameless plug. Yeah, shameless plug. Hell yeah, shameless plug. Tell them to come fuck with BDSA Hoops. All right, that's going to be it for the podcast, everybody. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe on whatever podcast platform you listen on. We will see you at Rebels Field for the first week of the playoffs on Sunday. Peace, everybody.